Good day, bless you, and thank you for turning in today on this September 16th. I know there's only a handful of you out there who are tuning in every day, but I appreciate every one of you. Thank you so much. You are here with Bible in a Year with Bill, and I am Bill. Today we we are on day 258 of The Message by Eugene Peterson. Today we're going to be reading Job chapters 22 to 24, and we're going to finish off today's reading with Isaiah chapter 3. So let's get right into it. The Book of Job, chapter 22. Once again, Eliphaz the Timonite took up his theme. Are any of us strong enough to give God a hand or smart enough to give him advice? So what if you were righteous? Would God Almighty even notice? Even if you gave a perfect performance, do you think he'd applaud? Do you think it's because he cares about your purity that he's disciplining you, putting you on the spot? Hardly. It's because you're a first-class moral failure because there's no end to your sins. When people came to you for help, you took the shirts off their backs, exploited their helplessness. You wouldn't even so much as give them a drink to the thirsty or food, not even a scrap to the hungry. And there you sat, strong and honored by everyone, surrounded by immense wealth. You turned poor widows away from your door. Heartless, you crushed orphans. Now you're the one trapped in terror, paralyzed by fear. Suddenly the tables have turned. How do you like living in the dark, sightless, up to your neck in floodwaters? You agree, don't you, that God is in charge? He runs the universe. Just look at the stars. Yet you dare raise questions. What does God know? From that distance in darkness, how can he judge? He roams the heavens wrapped in clouds. So how can he see us? Are you going to persist in that tired old line that wicked men and women have always used? Where did it get them? They died young, flash floods sweeping them off to their doom. They told God, get lost. What good is God Almighty to us? And yet it was God who gave them everything they had. It's beyond me the how they can carry on like this. Good people see bad people crash and call for a celebration. Relieved, they crow, at last, our enemies wiped out. Everything they had and stood for is up in smoke. Give in to God. Come to terms with Him and everything will turn out just fine. Let Him tell you what to do. Take His words to heart. Come back to God Almighty and He'll rebuild your life. Clean house of everything evil. Relax your grip on your money and abandon your gold-plated luxury. God Almighty will be your treasure, more wealth than you can imagine. You'll take delight in God, the Mighty One, and look to Him joyfully, boldly. You'll pray to Him and He'll listen. He'll help you do what you've promised. You'll decide what you want and it will happen. Your life will be bathed in light. To those who feel low, you'll say, Chin up, be brave, and God will save them. Yes, even the guilty will escape. Escape through God's grace in your life. Job chapter 23 Job replied, I'm not letting up. I'm standing my ground. My complaint is legitimate. God has no right to treat me like this. It isn't fair. If I knew where on earth to find him, I'd go straight to him. I'd lay my case before him face to face, give him all my arguments firsthand. I'd find out exactly what he's thinking, discover what's going on in his head. 
Do you think he'd dismiss me or bully me? No, he'd take me seriously. He'd see a straight living man standing before him. My judge would acquit me for all for good of all charges. I travel east looking for him. I find no one. Then west, but not a trace. I go north, but he's hidden his tracks. Then south, but not even a glimpse. But he knows where I am and what I've done. He can cross-examine me all he wants, and I'll pass the test with honors. I followed him closely, my feet in his footprints, not once swerving from his way. I've obeyed every word he's spoken, and not just obeyed his advice, I've treasured it. But he is singular and sovereign. Who can argue with him? He does what he wants, when he wants to. He'll complete in detail what he's decided about me, and whatever else he determines to do. Is it any wonder that I dread meeting him? Whenever I think about it, I get scared all over again. God makes my heart sink. God Almighty gives me the shudders. I'm completely in the dark. I can't see my hand in front of my face. Job chapter 24 but if Judgment Day isn't hidden from the Almighty, why are we kept in the dark? There are people out there getting by with murder, stealing and lying and cheating. They rip off the poor and exploit the unfortunate, push the helpless into the ditch, bully the weak so that they fear for their lives. The poor, like stray dogs and cats, scavenge for food in back alleys. They sort through the garbage of the rich, eke out survival on handouts. Homeless, they shiver through cold nights on the street. They've no place to lay their heads. Exposed to the weather, wet and frozen, they huddle in makeshift shelters. Nursing mothers have their babies snatched from them. The infants of the poor are kidnapped and sold. They go about patched and threadbare. Even the hard workers go hungry. No matter how back-breaking their labor, they can never make ends meet. People are dying right and left, groaning in torment. The wretched cry out for help, and God does nothing, acts like nothing's wrong. Then there are those who avoid light at all costs, who scorn the light-filled path. When the sun goes down, the murderer gets up, kills the poor, and robs the defenseless. Sexual predators can't wait for nightfall, thinking no one can see us now. Burglars do their work at night, but keep well out of sight through the day. They want nothing to do with light. Deep darkness is mourning for that bunch. They make the terrors of darkness their companions in crime. They are scraps of wood floating on the water, useless, cursed, junk, good for nothing. As surely as snow melts under the hot summer sun, sinners disappear in the grave. The womb has forgotten them. Worms have relished them. Nothing that is evil lasts. Unscrupulous, they prey on those less fortunate. However much they strut and flex their muscles, there's nothing to them. They're hollow. They may have an illusion of security, but God has his eye on them. They may get their brief successes, but then it's over. Nothing to show for it. Like yesterday's newspaper, they're used to, to wrap up the garbage. You're free to try to prove me a liar, but you won't be able to do it. To finish off today's reading, let's read from Isaiah, chapter 3. The Master, 
God of the angel armies is emptying Jerusalem and Judah of all the basic necessities, plain bread and water to begin with. He's withdrawing police and protection, judges and courts, pastors and teachers, captains and generals, doctors and nurses, and yes, even the repairmen and jacks of all trades. He says, I'll put little kids in charge of the city. Schoolboys and schoolgirls will order everyone around. People will be at each other's throats, stabbing one another in the back. Neighbor against neighbor, young against old. The no account against the well-respected. One brother will grab another and say, You look like you've got a head on your shoulders. Do something. Get us out of this mess. And he'll say, Me? Not me. I don't have a clue. Don't put me in charge of anything. Jerusalem's on its last legs. Judah is soon down for the count. Everything people say and do is at cross purposes with God. A slap in my face, brazen in their depravity. They flaunt their sins like degenerate Sodom, doomed to their eternal souls. They've made their bed, now they'll sleep in it. Reassure the righteous that their good living will pay off, but doomed to the wicked, disaster. Everything they did will be done to them. Skinny kids terrorize my people, silly girls bully them around. My dear people, your leaders are taking you down a blind alley. They're sending you off on a wild goose chase. God enters the courtroom. He takes his place at the bench to judge his people. God calls for order in the court, hauls the leaders of his people into the dock. You've played havoc, havoc with this country. Your houses are stuffed with what you've stolen from the poor. What is this anyway, stomping on my people, grinding the faces of the poor into the dirt? That's what the master, God of the angel armies, says. God says, Zion women are stuck up, prancing around in their high heels, making eyes at all the men in the street, swinging their hips, tossing their hair, gaudy and garish and cheap jewelry. The master will fix it so those Zion women will all turn bald, scabby, bald-headed women. The master will do it. The time is coming when the master will strip them of their fancy baubles, the dangling earrings, anklets, and bracelets, combs and mirrors and silk scarves, diamond brooches and pearl necklaces, the rings on their fingers and the rings on their toes, the latest fashions in hats, exotic perfumes and aphrodisiacs, gowns and capes, all the world's finest in fabrics and design. Instead of wearing seductive scents, these women are going to smell like rotting cabbages. Instead of modeling flowing gowns, they'll be sporting rags. Instead of their stylish hairdos, scruffy heads. Instead of beauty marks, scabs and scars. Your finest fighting men will be killed. Your soldiers left dead on the battlefield. The entrance gate to Zion will be clotted with people mourning their dead. A city stooped under the weight of her loss, brought to her knees by her sorrows. And so, Lord, God of the angel armies, who takes your place at the bench to judge your people, I pray, Lord, that you would bless this reading today. Thank you for this reading. And thank you, my faithful friends, for joining me today. I hope to see you tomorrow. Take care now.